This is a story about a family. There's quite a lot going on in this family, but that's not very obvious unless you listen very carefully. The story is told from the point of view of a six-year-old boy and his ten-year-old sister. I've written this story for B1 students with lots of B1 language all the way through. As usual, I'll explain some key words before I start. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilber, and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels. And if you are a B1 level student trying to reach B2 level, then I recommend my book, The Tudor Conspiracy. Come over to practicingenglish.com, and you'll see a picture of the front cover. Click on that, and it will take you to the page where you can buy the book. I'm just going to explain some of the main verbs. Most, but not all of them, are Latin-based words. To fight is to argue with words, or even by physically hitting each other. In this story, it refers to a fight with words. To argue, then, is to. Fight with words only. To expect means to think or believe that something will happen, or that somebody will do something. To expect. To insist means to demand that something happens, or that somebody agrees to something. To insist. To annoy is to do or say something that makes somebody angry. To annoy, to convince means to say something to somebody so they agree with you. To convince. To fancy, in the context of this story, is to like something. You have a feeling you would like to have something. To fancy. To complain means to say you don't like what somebody has said or done. To complain. To apologize means to say sorry for something you said or did to somebody. To apologize. To remind. To remind somebody means to tell somebody something. So they won't forget. To remind, to remove, means to take something away. To remove. Here is one last word, and it's very important to understand it for the story. Although it's not a B one word, the word is eel, spelt. Double e l, 
An eel is a long, thin fish that looks a bit like a snake. Some eels you can eat, like the one in this story. Listen carefully to the story. Listen for how these verbs are used, and listen to what has happened to this family. Also, listen and find out about the funny stories the boy tells his sister. A boy's story by M. A. Bilborough, written for B. One students of English. So, what did you do this past week then? Vanessa sat on the wooden chair by the bed, with her knees up to her chest. Her long brown hair fell straight behind her back. At ten years old, she was very thin. The skin of her legs and arms, under her skirt and t-shirt, was white. Her two large brown eyes. Seemed rather sad in an even whiter face. Jason was just six years old, and he felt a little strange sitting so close to his sister in this calm and relaxed way. Usually they were fighting or arguing, but now she expected him to talk about his time with his grandmother, and Jason didn't know what to say. Lots of things," he answered, and stopped. He looked down at his own legs as he sat on the bed. They were thin too, but more red than white from being outside in the early August sunshine. He was wearing dark green shorts and a matching shirt. He just had one sock on; he couldn't find the other. Yes, but. What sort of things? Vanessa insisted. Jason did not want his sister to get annoyed with him, so he tried again. Grand took me down to the sea, and we had a cup of tea, and a sausage roll and chips," said Jason quickly. "That was nice," said Vanessa. "But I don't suppose you had a cup of tea?" And she laughed in a girly way. Showing her bright white teeth. No, I had a chocolate sundae, a chocolate sundae and a sausage roll, a funny mix. She said, "I didn't mix them," answered Jason honestly. "I had the chocolate sundae first, and then I had the sausage roll." No, you didn't," said Vanessa. "That's a lie. You mustn't eat sweet things first. No, it isn't a lie. Gran says it doesn't matter. She says it all goes down the same way. For a moment, Jason thought they were going to have another fight, but then Vanessa added, "Maybe you're right. Gran's like that." Gran's all right," said Jason. "She let me do lots of things. I'm sure she did," said Vanessa. Your gran's favourite, aren't you? Jason could see his sister felt a little jealous, but he did not know what to say to stop her feeling hurt. Anyway, he was the one who was hurt. In the end, Vanessa said, 
Go on. What else did you do with Gran? We went into town to buy some fish. Oh, how exciting! Said Vanessa coldly. Yes, it was," said Jason, and he spoke excitedly. "We went on the open-top bus, the ones with no roof. It was really windy. Gran said it was so windy that it could blow your socks off." Vanessa looked at Jason's foot without a sock. Well, perhaps she was right, and she smiled at her own joke. And then Gran lost her hat. It blew off. Everybody on the bus shouted, "Oh no! Look at that lady's hat! It's blown into a tree!" So then the bus driver stopped the bus, and we all got off. Everybody wanted to help us get the hat down. Nobody could get Gran's hat back, though. It was too high up. People were pointing and jumping up and down, trying to get it. The bus driver was throwing sticks at it, but he couldn't hit it. And then we saw a monkey. A what? Said Vanessa. A monkey. It was up in the tree. Jason's face was bright and smiling. No, it wasn't. Said Vanessa. Yes, it was. It was a little grey one. It came down from the top of the tree and picked up Gran's hat off the branch. Then it came all the way down and handed the hat to Gran. Gran said, "Thank you very much, Mister Monkey. That was very kind of you." And everybody clapped. Vanessa didn't know what to say. She was almost convinced it was true. What happened next? She asked. There was a man from Africa on the bus. He said he was on his way home and he could take the monkey back to Africa with him. He said it must have got onto a boat of bananas by mistake, and come to England. He said that happened a lot nowadays. I see," said Vanessa. So the monkey went off quietly. With the man from Africa, did he? She looked at her brother and shook her head. Exactly. The man had a banana in his pocket, so the monkey didn't argue. Interesting story," said Vanessa. Then what happened? We all got back on the bus and went into town. Gran and me, we got off when we reached the fish shop. Gran and I. Corrected Vanessa. That's what I said. Gran and me, just us two. Said Jason. Vanessa gave up her grammar corrections. Go on, she said. So we both went to the fish shop. Which one? Asked Vanessa. Uh, the blue and white one. Answered Jason. Oh no, the one in Bishop's Road. Said Vanessa, and she put her head. In her hands, the way that adults do. The one that sells eels. That's right. I've never been there before. Jason said. Gran said that as Dad and you weren't here, we could have an eel for lunch. Your favourite food, of course. And Gran's added Jason. She loves eels too. Gran said, "Ooh, 
I fancy a bit of eel, she said. So Gran bought an eel. Gran bought some fish too and put each one in a separate bag. She said she could freeze them. The fish man was really big and fat. The fish monger, corrected Vanessa again. The person who sells fish is called a fishmonger. The fishmonger was really big and fat, added Jason. Then Gran pointed to the fishman and said to me, Do you know what this gentleman's name is? And I said, No, I don't. And Gran said, His name's Mr. Whale. And Gran laughed, and the big fat fishman looked at me with his big red face and laughed, and everybody in the shop laughed. But I didn't laugh because I didn't understand what was so funny. Then Gran said it again. His name is Mr. Whale. So I said, Oh, I see. His name is Mr. Whale, and he's really big and fat, like a whale. And then everybody stopped laughing, and Mr. Whale went redder in the face, and then looked the other way. And Gran was really annoyed, but I didn't understand why. Stupid, said Vanessa angrily. It was funny because his name is Mr. Whale, and he's a fishmonger. Don't you see? But a whale isn't a fish, said Jason. It's a mammal. It doesn't matter. It's still a funny joke. But that was a horrible thing you said. Poor Mr. Whale. He's a really nice man. Did you apologise? I didn't mean to be horrible. I, I didn't understand, Jason complained. Anyway, Gran and me went back to the bus shop and waited for the bus. I said to Gran, Could I see the eel, Gran? Because I knew it was still alive. Gran always buys them alive. So Gran opened the bag and there it was inside. I touched it with my fingers and it was all black and sticky. Then suddenly it jumped out of the bag and out onto the road. Come back here, I shouted and I ran after it. But the eel was really quick and I couldn't catch it. All the cars began to slip about in the road because the eel left sticky stuff everywhere it went. Then a policeman arrived and he shouted at the eel, Stop eel! Stop in the name of the law! And then he said to Gran, Is that your eel, madam? And Gran said, Yes, it is, officer. I'm very sorry. It escaped. Well, said the policeman, I should remind you that pets must be kept under control. Take that eel back home now, or I'll arrest you and give you a fine of one million pounds. So, Gran ran after the eel, and the policeman ran after it too, and so did lots of other people. And they were all slipping and falling over in the sticky stuff. Then the policeman fell over. And then Gran fell on top of the policeman, and I fell on top of Jason. Gran. Dad's coming back tomorrow. Vanessa shouted these words, and Jason was suddenly silent. Dad's coming back tomorrow, she repeated more quietly. He just went away for a week 
on a training course. That's all. Something to do with his business. Just a week. Jason said nothing, but began to play with his toes. Dad wouldn't leave you, Jason. He wouldn't leave us. He'd never do that. You don't need... You don't have to worry about that, Jason. Vanessa continued, but she spoke with difficulty. I just went away for a few days to see Mum. She wanted to take me to a horse show. Mum knew you'd be bored if you came too. That's why she just took me and not both of us. I'm all right with Gran, said Jason. I don't mind. I'm all right with Gran. I know you're all right with Gran, interrupted Vanessa. We all know you're all right with Gran. That's why we thought it would be okay if we left you with her. Just you and Gran. Silence. Jason continued to concentrate on his toes. That had been the story. He'd be bored at a horse show. But nobody had actually asked him if he liked horses or not. He liked monkeys, he liked whales, and he liked eels. Especially eels. Why shouldn't he like horses too? Mum says we'll go and see her at Christmas, said Vanessa after the silence. She says she's going to buy you a really big Christmas present. Christmas at Mum's house. That'll be fun, won't it? Vanessa thought it might be safer to go back to the eel story, but the part she knew was true. Gran killed the eel in the kitchen, didn't she? she asked. Jason looked up at Vanessa's face. His face changed at once to one of excitement. Right, and all the bits of eel started jumping around. I know, I know, said Vanessa. We've seen Gran killing an eel before. And what did you do with the head, Jason? Nothing. And looked away from his sister's face. Jason, is it under the bed again? She folded her arms and looked hard at her little brother. Gran gave me the head, replied Jason. Gran said I could have it. It is still alive. Jason got off the bed and put a hand underneath and pulled out a small glass jar filled with water. The head of the eel sat in it, smiling through the glass. Oh my goodness, it's horrible, said Vanessa, and she looked at it curiously. When did Gran buy the eel, Jason? Er, uh, not yesterday, the day before. Jason is dead. You can't keep an eel's head in our bedroom. It'll start smelling. It's not dead. It's alive. Look, it's moving. It's swimming about in the water. It's moving because you just shook the jar, Jason. It's dead. Jason looked upset. Vanessa decided it wasn't a good day to insist on removing the eel head. Well, let's leave him there for tonight if you want, 
she said. Then she added, I suppose you've given him a name, haven't you? His name's Aidan, said Jason. Aidan, repeated Vanessa, and she smiled. Aidan the eel. That night, when the bedroom lights had been switched off and the house was quiet, Jason was almost asleep when he thought he could hear a tiny noise under his bed. Did you hear that? Jason called out in a soft voice. I think I heard Aidan jumping about in the water. Silence. Perhaps his sister was already asleep. Then Vanessa spoke from her bed. Yes, I think so, she said. I think I heard him too. And they both laughed together, but very quietly, because Gran was sleeping in the next room. Until next time, goodbye for now. Thank you.